listeners and welcome to the first ever episode of Girlhood Chronicles, a senior soundtrack to life, books, college dreams, and girly things in life. My name is Danica Brennan and I will be your host for this podcast. In today's episode, we'll be delving into the enchanting world of Barbie in the Twelve Dancing Princesses, a cinematic gem that graced the screens back in 2006. Join me as I unravel the magic, nostalgia, and hidden gems talked within this delightful film. Dear listener, before we embark on our journey into the enchanting world of Barbie in the Twelve Dancing Princesses, consider this your spoiler warning. If you haven't watched the film and wish to experience the magic firsthand, now's the perfect time to hit pause, enjoy the movie, and return when you're ready. However, if you're eager to dive into our podcast discussion without a care for spoilers, fear not, I'll provide a brief synopsis based on information from IMDB to catch you up on the whimsical tale of dance, magic, and sisterhood. Now, let the adventure begin. Barbie in the Twelve Dancing Princesses follows the story of Genevieve and her eleven sisters who share a deep passion for dance. Living in a castle with their widowed father, King Randolph, the princesses face the scrutiny of Duchess Rowena, determined to shape them into proper ladies. Unbeknownst to Rowena, the princesses discover a magical world through a portal and indulging the nights of dancing, making wishes on golden flowers, and harnessing the healing power of enchanting waters. As suspicion and illness grip the castle, Genevieve and her sisters uncover Rowena's malicious intentions. With the help of a royal cobbler named Derek, they embark on a quest to save their kingdom. The story unfolds with poison shoes, a stolen wish-granting flower, and a battle against a power-hungry duchess. In a heartwarming resolution, the princesses use their newfound strengths to overcome adversity, heal their kingdom, and celebrate love and family. Let's start talking about one of the factors that a lot of people question themselves when they watch this movie for the first time. Is it actually realistic to say that King Randolph and Queen Isabella got 12 daughters? Absolutely not. Are you kidding? Besides, there are a lot of factors to look into when you think about this movie. And it's the fact that a lot of people who haven't actually read the Grimm's book or watched this film think, oh my god, pregnant 12 times? That's nonsense. No, 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 no. Queen Isabella and King Randolph, well, it depends on how you look at it. But they had a little bit of bad luck or good luck. It honestly depends on your opinion. Because they didn't only get two set of twins during their pregnancy, but they got a set of triplets. Triplets. What are the odds? What are the odds of getting triplets out of just human nature? Because I don't know them. I'm genuinely asking. Like, it's that common? Because, I mean, I've met quadruplets in my life, but it wasn't based on human nature, if you get my point. So, well, it all depends on if you think that King Randolph had bad luck or if he really didn't. But I I was thinking about this earlier. King Randolph never had a son. So even if his law stated that a man couldn't rule the kingdom, that guy would have to change it. Like, 100%. Because the only family member that we meet on this movie, at least, besides his 12 daughters, is Duchess Rowena. So either way, he's going to have to live the kingdom to a girl, unless there's, like, a force-removed cousin somewhere out there that doesn't know how to rule a kingdom. But hey, it's a guy. So maybe he'll leave it up to him. Another thing that I 
actually look on a lot is how lucky King Randolph is that he's a fictional character. Because if he were to be a real person, we're talking medieval times here. We're talking like Middle Age, the movie set on like old times, you know. So probably if King Randolph were to have 12 daughters, he would probably think that he was cursed. Um, he would go to church a lot. He would probably deny that half of these children were his. He would be like, no. Probably Genevieve would be the first one to to be just thrown out. Because are you kidding? So you're telling me that he had six daughters and counting? No. Absolutely not. No. And you know, the girls are very lucky too. And just this whole world is really lucky. I really love how Barbie hides so much history from uh, its movies. Because if, for example, this were to happen in real life, King Randolph would be in a lot of trouble. He would definitely be in a lot of trouble because who's he going to leave the kingdom to? Because the only other family member that we know of, besides his 12 daughters, is his cousin, Duchess Rowena. And guess what Duchess Rowena is? That's right, a female. So either way, even if his kingdom's law stated that a guy would be the only one able to rule the kingdom, he would probably have to change it. But that's not what we're going to talk all about today. Because, hey, this is just me talking superstition. Because, actually, if you've watched the film, I hope you agree with me. King Randolph is a very good father. He's such a nice guy. He is adorable. He is so nice. He's got this blonde hair. And he's just got, like, this very nice smile. And he loves his daughters with his whole heart. He would, he would kill for his daughters. That guy would do anything for them. He's so sweet. And he cares for each and every single one of them equally, which is just unbelievably unbelievable to think. Are you kidding? We're talking about 12 daughters here, and most of them are teenagers, other ones are already adults, some of them are children, some of them are on the pre-teen era, you know? And he's just doing a fabulous job, because he's just letting them be them. But the real problem here is the fact that his kingdom, or other kingdoms, per se, as it's shown in the very start of the movie, don't agree with the way that he's raising his children. But what they don't see is that the way that King Randolph is raising his children is by letting them discover what they like, discover themselves. Because if we, for example, let's look at all of their daughters, okay? At all of the children. Ashlyn, the oldest. Uh, she's 24, apparently. She likes music, and she's the most refined out of them all, you know? But, of course, she's an adult. I would expect her to behave like so. Then we have Blair. Blair really likes horses. And one of the things that she's judged on the film about is the fact that she's always dirty. But, hey, she rides horses for entertainment, and she does that all day. Of course she's going to get her dirty, but I can imagine Blair, if she has, like, an important ceremony or something, then obviously she's going to change her clothes. But that, my point is sort of contradicted when she meets Duchess Rowena. But at the same time, I don't change my clothes when my cousins come home. I don't. Because what's the point of it? It's family. So I can imagine Blair just being like, well, it's family, you know, like, it doesn't matter. And besides, she wasn't doing anything wrong. And it was just like, 
a little bit of dirt. Like she even cleaned it there and it appeared as if nothing had happened. Then we have Courtney, who honestly is judged on nothing. I'm a book girl, okay? And Courtney is a book girl. Courtney reads and she reads a lot. And she's judged based on it. That's just ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. Because she doesn't even do anything. She reads all day. That's the thing that the kingdom doesn't like or the people judge her for. Because she reads. Oh, but if she didn't read, then they would judge her, right? Because she's not intellectual. Courtney's literally just judged on the fact that she likes to do something. And the people don't find it girly enough or they don't find it good enough. She's not doing anything wrong. Then we have our very first set of twins, Delia and Nataline. They are the sports girl. They are the girls that just like to hang out and play either croquet or badminton. And they actually do that a lot. And they're judged because they have quite good physique, because they like to do sports, because they are active. They're judged based on anything. Okay, so maybe they play inside the castle and maybe they shouldn't do that. I totally agree. They have a whole outdoor area they they're they're princesses they live in the castle they have a lot of outdoor area but that's something to talk with them you know it's not something to judge them on if anything they're the ones that are healthier because they're the only ones that with Blair they're the only ones that just do sports in the family they should actually be praised on that not judged then we have our dear Fallon so Fallon is basically the hopeless romantic of the family. She just believes that she's going to find this awesome prince and she's going to be saved by him and everything will be okay. So I would I would guess why she's judged. Like, she shouldn't be. I mean, at the end of the day, Fallon is still a teenager. Like, she gets to dream, you know. And she's a princess. She'll probably get her happily ever after. Or she'll just get married because of benefit, one or the other. But... Yeah, I guess she's the one that I could see why they're judging her because she doesn't do anything all day besides daydream and just think that someone's going to come and love her when she doesn't do anything about it. Although, I this is a theory, although I'm pretty sure that it does happen. Fallen probably flirts with the guards at the castle. I could 100%, I could see that. Fallen just like seems to me like the kind of girl that goes outside and she's like, oh, hello, guard. Da, 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 da. She's going to marry a guard. You know what? She's, she isn't even going to marry a prince. I can see her falling for the captain of the guard, of the royal guard of her father. Oh, my gosh. Someone should do a fanfic about that. That seems like a really good, interesting thing. You know, Fallon falling for the captain or like an intern of, like, the royal guard. I don't know if that's how it works, but, hey, we're talking Barbie here. It doesn't have to work like that. Like, come on, Genevieve is going to end up being the queen in this story. This doesn't happen in real life, okay? So Fallon can fall for a guard, and he could be, like, an intern, and then he becomes the captain, and then they fall in love, and then she goes and makes her own kingdom. That would be amazing! Someone please start writing all of these ideas down, and when they make a fanfic about it, just tag me and or like send me a message or like something i need to read something like that then we have our main character princess genevieve the reason why we have this movie if i'm being honest so genevieve isn't only probably one of the only ones that actually sinks 
in this movie because if we're being honest there are some sisters that are just there and they do absolutely nothing like the next ones I'm going to talk about but you know she's the main character so obviously she's going to have that trait of hey I'm going to be the intellectual of the group although I think the intellectual is actually Ashlyn but you get my point um Genevieve her trade, she loves to dance. She is a dancer, full heart. She, she can dance anything. She can dance ballet. Honestly, they mostly dance ballet. Cause, <laughs> what, she can dance bachata? No, they never dance bachata in the movie. I wish. That would have been a really cool thing. But no, 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 no. None of that happens. Just ballet. Uh, she's, she's a romantic too, but not to Fallon's level. She falls in love with the poor guys, with Derek. Uh, but I love Derek, so I'm not going to judge him. Der- Derek is one of the best um, Barbie princes out there, so I'm not going to judge him. If anything, I'm going to praise him in a little while. I love Derek. Uh, but yeah, um, Genevieve is actually a really cool character, and the main character, uh, another one of her traits is that she's always late, which, okay, unpopular opinion, but I actually support Rowena for judging her for it because you can't always be late to some things. I'm a very punctual person myself just because of the way I was raised and how in my family they hate impunctuality. So seeing Genevieve be late to everything except her wedding, thank God, was a little bit stressful. And, yeah, just, like, if she was one of the triplets and she was five, I would be like, yeah, completely fine, but she's 16. So, no. But either way, I love her, so it's fine. And now, just just to recap, we have the other set of twins, Hadley and Isla. What do they do? Nothing. In the film, they don't do anything. Like, they, they don't, but they're also sort of, I don't know, active? They're just always there. I don't even know what they're doing, but they're just like always together. Like always. And like, for example, Delia and Adeline, they're twins. But they don't look that much alike. Because like one is blonde and then the other one is brunette. But Hadley and Isla, I mean, yeah, one is blonde, the other one is brunette. But apparently the directors or the production of design were just like, yeah, copy paste, change the color of the hair, we're going like this. Like they were in a hurry. So... I don't know, they're they're my least favorite. But I love how they dance, like, the way they edit, how they dance. Yeah, that one's actually pretty cool. Then we have either your favorite or your least favorite, Janessa, Kasleen, and Lacey, the triplets. So Janessa is this girl, well, this kid, who just loves insects, and she doesn't let them live. Like on their natural area? No, she finds one, she's going to take it to her room, she's going to put it in a box, and she it's going to be on her bedside table, and she's going to keep it there, and it might get out, or it might not. You never know. And it's actually really scary. If you stop and think about it, it's actually really scary. Because what do you mean that you have a tarantula in your room? And, oh, now it escaped, help me find it. No. No. If I were to share rooms with Janessa, and one of her insects got out, I would move countries until she found it. I would wash everything the hell out of that room. I would clean the desk. I would put the sheets on the washing machine. I would a washing machine. I would wash them with my bare hands. No, I wouldn't be able to share a room with Janessa. 
absolutely not. Oh my God, hell no, no. And I'm not the only one who thinks this way. All of the sisters think the same way. Because in the movie, one of her pets, because they're, they're, they're her pets, like she she has so much money, she could get a dog. Like even Genevieve, Genevieve has a tiger as a pet. They could get a dog. And they're like, mm, no, I'm going to get insects from the backyard. Well, going back to the point, one of her pets just like gets out and it was just like this worm. But that worm looked so disgusting to me. I would not sleep in my bed that day. Mm-mm, no, I'm sleeping on the sofa. Then we have Kathleen, who's honestly, she's just chill. And she's the only ginger in the family, which is something to think about. Um, so she sends out and she's also like the artist of the family. She likes to paint. Um, yeah, that's basically the only thing that she does. She just like paints and follows her other sisters around. And then we have Lacey. She's just clumsy and she's a pick me girl. And okay, it's a child. Yes, I get it. And as a child, I also really liked her. But now that I'm a little bit more grown up, oh my God. Oh my God. Sometimes I really can't stand a child. No. Because for example, she just keeps like falling. Like, okay, it's fine. You can fall. You're a kid. But like, she's always like, oh no, I fell. I'm so clumsy, Genevieve. Why did you bring me here? And it's just like, honey, no. Enough. Stop. Stop. Wait a minute. Reflect on what you just said. Don't do that wants to play with me why why lazy why do you think that is maybe because you are always thrashing yourself that girl is gonna have zero confidence once she gets to her preteen era when she gets to being a teenager no that she's gonna die she is gonna die like she's not gonna like her mind she no she's not gonna be able to survive because i mean she's five years old she's five five and she's like just at five years old being like, I'm so clumsy. I wish I hadn't come here. I'm ruining this for everybody. Are you kidding me? Love yourself a little bit more, kid. You're five. You shouldn't be talking like that to yourself. Like, where's your father? You know? And obviously, we're going we're gonna to go get back to Randall's. So, um, ending with this point and going into my second point, which is that just Rowena, King Randolph was actually being a good father. He just, like, got into his head that, oh, no, I'm being a bad father because I'm letting my children be happy. No, no, he's actually doing a really good job because, like, none of her his daughters scream at him. They don't raise their voices at him. They don't complain. Unless it's about Duchess Rowena, but I can totally understand that because th- that woman, I swear to God, we're going to talk about her more, more on... Um, but he's actually a very good father and it's actually impressive how good of a father he is considering the fact that the love of his life is dead and he has no support to raise 12 girls. Like he actually did a pretty good, decent job and no one tells the guy that. So I think King Randolph, what he needs is a hug. The guy, he absolutely needs a hug. Are you kidding? I would hug the guy. I would hug him. He's such a great father. He listens to his daughters. And of course, in the movie, he's blindsided by Rowena. Because he says like, hey, 
I'm a guy. Everyone's saying that I've been doing the job of a father wrong. So hey, you know what? I'm going to let my cousin here, who is a female, a woman, who understands my daughters better than I do, to raise them, to help them become better. And you know what? If they complain, I'm going to immediately say no. I'm going to refuse to change it because they don't know what's good for them because I've raised them to not know. That's what the guy thinks. And he's so blinded by the fact that his wife is no longer there with him, that all of this just sorrow is consuming him. And the fact that everyone's judging how bad of a father he is when he's not, it's just killing him faster. Honestly, that's just, it is what it is. And it's true. And it's so sad. And if you actually stop and reflect on the fact that he looked for his cousin, his favorite cousin, to raise his daughters, and she wants to kill him. I mean, it's just so sad. Because he's such a sensible guy. King Randolph. He's such a sensible man. And he's so nice. And he's just being beaten up by everyone in his life all of the time. When all he wants is the best for his kingdom and his babies. And that's really sad sometimes. So, honestly, cheers to King Randolph. You're doing good, Dad. You're doing really good. You're you're actually a great father to your children. And they know it. And he's just one of the best fathers in the Barbie universe. So yeah. Let's all praise King Randolph. If you've watched the film. You know it's more of a feeling. Than a say. When it comes to King Randolph. Because I can't really describe. What a great father he is. You can just sense it. From the moment you watch the film. So yeah. Love you King Randolph. You're doing good. So, our next subject to talk is Duchess Rowena. And basically all of her jealousy and what's wrong with her. Because that woman has serious issues. I can tell you that. She's got, I don't know, parenting issues. She's got jealousy issues. I mean, she's got anger issues. That I'm so thankful that she's not a mother. Or, well, not that we know. But I'm pretty sure that she's not a mother. So, I'm thankful for that. Thank you, Barbie Universe. Because this woman is a mom. Oh my god, no, no. Like, children are better off and, and an orphanage with her, I can tell you that. <clears throat> and you might be saying like, oh my god, no, Danica, you're being so rude. No, honey, she tried to kill her own cousin in order to become queen. She poisoned him. Uh, she was lying to the doctors. She's a manipulative girl. Well, not a girl. She's actually a grandma. Uh, she was training all of her other cousins to be, mm, like what, like a military academy. Like, she was literally making them, she was washing their brains, making them like dolls. You know, like Barbie was actually becoming a Barbie doll. Rowena is not a nice person. She's one of the, I mean, meanest Barbie villains out there. Which makes me give her a lot of respect. <laughs> In a way, if I'm being honest. Okay, yeah, I'm totally being honest with this. Because, you know, there are some Barbie villains that you look at them and you go... They're so dumb. How do they get away with things, you know? But then there's actual villains that you go like, hold up a second, they've got a plan, and they've got it actually quite structured out. Like, for example, you know, we have, first of all, Rowena, then Preminger from Barbie Princess and the Popper. Oh, what's the name of the of her? Um, 
Dame Devin from uh, Barbie School Princess. I mean, those are, I think, my three top villains of Barbie. I mean, they, those three, they have something in common, and it's that they want power, they want the kingdom, and they are willing to kill for it. Because, I mean, Preminger, he was going to kill Annalise and um, Julian in order to get himself to marry uh, Queen Genevieve uh, in order to be king. Then we have Rowena. She was going to kill her cousin. And let's be honest, she was also going to kill the 12 dancing princesses or send them somewhere where, like, make the kingdom forget about them just to become queen. And then Dame Devon, she did not only kill her own brother, but her sister-in-law and her niece. Now, she's she's the one that she's most crazy out of them all, because she actually got it. Like, at least with Preminger and, you know, um, Rowena, they try to kill. But Dame Devon killed. So, I mean, that's... Dame Devon is just crazy. Let's just end up with that. But, you know, that she's Rowena. I would send her to a psychologist, yeah. But at the same time, you know who she reminds me of? Uh, that she's Rowena reminds me of... The teacher from... Not the teacher, but the principal of Matilda. What's her name? I know her name in Spanish. Tronchatoro. But I don't know what's the name in English. But oh my god, that's her. She would be a perfect principal for a boarding school that's like of mean kids. Or like, you know what? Even like a minor jail cell. She would be pretty good at that. You know, bad, bad characters are just bad because we don't know their backstories and we don't know what caused it. You know, maybe she was the actual heir of the throne. Maybe it was her and then, I don't know, um, her father or her mother, which was the actual heir to the throne, uh, decided to marry someone that wasn't from royalty. So they had to abdicate and that's why King Randolph ascended to the throne. Maybe something like that happened, you know, and I'm here judging her. Um, and maybe something like that happened and it's actually her full right to be queen. That still doesn't justify that she tried to kill her cousin. I'm, I'm still going to say that. No, because it seems like I'm justifying her at this point. No, I am not. But you know what? Skipping out of all of that drama and all of, all of that thing, she almost got it. Like, she... she Okay, she had actually killed her cousin. I, I actually do believe that she killed him. Of course, until the pygmy girl, what's her name, Lacey, uh, she was like, oh no, daddy, here, I brought medicine from the from the foreign land. Okay, smart move, Lacey, honestly, smart move. Because, you know, I called her a pygmy girl, and I'm still standing by that. She's a pygmy girl, 100%. But at least she's got some brains, you know? Like, she was like, oh, I always fall, I'm so clumsy. But she did something about it. She took some of her magic back home because she knew she wasn't going to be able to return home, to return to the magical place after a certain night. So, you know, Lacey, actually, pretty good. Pretty good. She's got some brains. But, you know, I mean, that's just Rowena. I mean, at the end of the day, Randolph, he's old. He's a widow. He's going to die. And he was going to die soon. Honestly, she just gave him more strength to keep up living. And Lacey did that too. Was that magical magical thing? Oh, that guy's going to live up forever now. Um, but yeah, I mean, couldn't she wait? And then she could just like, you know, here's, okay. Here's my solution to what Rowena wanted to do, but she couldn't. You're scared. Well, she was scared that the princesses were going to meet prince, princes. Honey, that's the solution to your problem. If she got Ashlyn, who's the oldest, a prince 
who's heir to a throne. Boop. She marries him. She she sends him off with her to their own kingdom. You know. Boop. There we go. You keep doing that with all of the all of the children. Then you keep the little ones. The little ones don't know anything. You can you can brainwash the little ones, okay, Rowena? And you become queen. Okay, you become queen and you complain day and night of what a hard work it is. Oh children, you don't want to do this. No 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 no. Then you turn them up with princess again. And that's it. That's it. You become queen and then you don't have any heirs to become queen. Oh don't worry. Call any of the ones that you like. Call the one that you manipulated the best. And that's it. You got your problem solved, ma'am. And I know it's a long, long plan. But, you know, it's better to plan something and actually get it right than kill your cousin and then him being saved by a five-year-old. So, I don't know. You do you. But honestly, she was doing it quite well, if I'm being honest. But at the same time, Rowena, you could have done better. You could have done so much better. She's just... She's she's got some mental issues, honestly. I know I've been praising her and like giving her advice on how to uh take over her a kingdom, but but you know, they're a villain, so of course I gotta help him out. Sometimes villains need advice from other people, you know. They might not take it, but sometimes they really do need to hear it. So yeah. Let me know if any of you like Duchess Rowena. Because, like, as a character, I hate her. Of course I hate her. I hate her. But as a villain, she does quite a good job. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, the moment we've all been waiting for, we're finally going to discuss about Derek, the shoemaker, or as Wiki Barbie has him, Prince Derek. Well, that sort of makes sense since he did marry a princess. But that's not the point. We're going to talk about what a beautiful character and what a beautiful man. Because he's not a guy. No, guys are jerks. He's a man. What a beautiful man Derek is. I love Derek. Some people say that he's the best prince in the Barbie universe. Now, I disagree. I disagree. He's the second best. For me. Because the best is it's just King Dominic from Barbie, Princess and the Popper. But that's a subject that I'm going to talk in another podcast if you want to. Uh, yeah, maybe we can do an episode about Barbie, Princess and the Popper. I have a lot of things to say about that. That's not the point. Um, Derek. Oh my God. I love how humble this character is. And I don't mean humble as in he gets humbled a lot. Because, I mean, yeah, he does. A lot of people, especially like Rowena's um, monkey, Rufus, or Rowena's, I don't know, lover? Guard? Helper? I don't know what he was. They're always like, oh, move on, shoemaker. And he's always like, I'm going to be your future king, so beware. Um, I just love how, I mean... Everyone may always treat him badly, but he's always just kept his charisma. And he just, he's a very confident guy about his principles. Not himself in a way, but his principles and like what he stands up for, which is honestly just something that makes a man so attractive. Because he's like, 
No, no, no. Like, I know that I'm a shoemaker, but you know what? I am Genevieve's shoemaker. And that's more than I could ask for. And it's just like, amen. Amen. And his parrot, I love his parrot. I don't remember the name of his parrot. What what was it? I don't remember. But I love his parrot too. So good. They were an iconic duo. They're an iconic duo. I love them. He's like, he's like you know, with Pinocchio and and Pinocchio's body. I, don't, I forgot his name too. I'm so sorry. I forgot his name too. But same thing. Same vibes. Exactly the same thing. I also love that Derek is not only the shoemaker or the prince's friend, but he's also a musician. This guy knows his stuff. He knows he knows what women like. A musician that makes shoes and treats you well. And not only does he play the flute, but he plays the flute for you to dance with your sisters. Oh my goodness gracious. Oh my God. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. 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 Love you, Derek. I absolutely love you. And I just love how much he cares for Genevieve. Like he's... He's okay. The fact that I said that he's not confident 100% in himself, it's because of this point. When his parrot or his bird, I don't, I don't remember his name, I'm so sorry, um, goes and tells him, like, hey, you know what? I think you like the princess. Go do something about it. Derek goes, like, no, she could never look at me. And I mean, yeah, that does sound sort of a peck me thing. Let's look at it the realistic way. We're talking about a princess, right? Royalty. Top high standards. Big standards. I'm talking, and Genevieve is beautiful. Are you kidding me? And she's so talented. She dances very well. And let's be honest, let's face it, she's the favorite of King Randolph. If I was Derek, I would think, yeah, no, I'm just a shoemaker. That girl's never gonna look at me. So Derek actually got a lot of luck. But you know what? He's also kind of cute. Like, you see him? That skin, immaculate. Immaculate. Look at that skin. Look at that hair. He brushes his... He 100% brushes his hair. He has a hair routine. He's got, like, a little bit of highlights of his brown hair and those blue eyes. Those blue eyes can kill anyone from a distance, baby. I can tell you that. But that's not the point. The point is that he's very, like, self-conscious in that way. Because he's like... No, I mean, I'm just a shoemaker, but you know what? If I can be Genevieve's friend, I'm going to be her best friend. And it's just like, amen, man, amen. If you, He just takes little steps, little steps. You know, he's safe and sound everywhere that he goes. And I just love that. And he not only cares so much for Genevieve and like the things that she wants, but also for her family. Because, I mean, he's taking care of the pick-me girl, of Lacey, of Janessa, Kasleen. He talks to Ashlyn. He, he, I mean, he talks to, to everyone. He talks to everyone. And, I mean, that's just amazing, you know? And the only interaction that we don't see is with King Randolph, which, I mean, I can, I can understand that. Like, it's the king. The king has no time to look at shoes. But it's just so wonderful how he actually tries to like be if he can be a small part of Genevieve's life he's going to be a small part but he's going to be a small part that makes her happy you know and it's just like oh god just the fact that he decides to do whatever he wants to make her day be the day 
the day of the week. It's just amazing. I love Derek. I love him for that. And I also love that when Rowena um, basically almost kills King Randolph, Derek knows something's up. And because, well, Genevieve told him, oh, and that, that the fact that he helps Genevieve find out what's going on and like doesn't ask for like a reward. Oh, I mean, love makes you blind, guys. But this guy didn't even do it for love. He did it because he knows what's up. He did it because he knows who he is. He, he stands up for what's right. He did it for his friend, for his lover, for his country. He's a man that knows. Oh my God, I love Derek so much. You know what? Yeah. Yeah, he's one of the best characters in the Barbie universe. There, I said it. He's one of the best characters in the Barbie universe. And anyone who, that wants to say something bad about Derek can fight me. Fight me. I will defend that guy with, with a blade. I mean, I will defend him with a sword and a cape. I'll do it. Hit me. I'll do it. But I just love that. I mean, he found back um, Queen Isabella, who's the mother of the 12 Dancing Princess. He got back... Um, what was it? It was like this, um, silver, like, glass that belonged to her that Rowena sold away. Because Rowena doesn't like to spend money. And she has no money to spend either. But you know what I mean. Uh, she was buying poisonous, I don't know, stuff to kill her cousin. And Derek was like, no, it's top. And he changed, he exchanged his horse for the silver saying, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Just because he knew how important it was not only to Genevieve, not only to King Randolph, not only to her family, but to his country. That's amazing behavior right there. I want to congratulate Derek's mom and Derek's dad. You guys did an amazing job. A hundred percent. You guys did an amazing job. And if Derek doesn't have parents because he actually never mentions them. I mean, good good for you, honey. You raised yourself very well. You're on your own, kid. You always have been. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, and I love how Derek and Genevieve were the solution to get out of the magic island once they were trapped in there. Because Rowena, I, no, Rowena's fearless. Because Rowena was like, oh yeah, they're in the magic world. Well, you know what? Problem solved. I'm going to keep them there forever. That woman was gonna, That, that woman was going to kill them. She was going to kill them. Because I know that the magic flowers can do basically anything. I mean, they can cure and whatnot. But can they give you food? Because everything that they give you, it's just basically like gold. And honey, I don't think that they would like to eat gold. So will they starve to death? Will they? Will they give them... Is the water that, that's there even like drinkable? Is it? Rowena was 100% in and I'm going to kill 13 people at once. Boom. And then Derek was like, you know what, Genevieve? No, I love you. And I love to dance. And I love music. So let's do what we love together. And let's get out of here. Because I am not going to let Rowena kill your father. Why? Because I love my country. I love you. I love your family. And I love standing up for things that I think are right. And I was like, yes, I'm here for it, Derek. Go. And I just love that they got married. And that King Randolph is like 100% in. Because, I mean, if he wasn't 100% in, I was going to go and have a talk with the king. I, I would be like, honey, this guy right here, this guy with your 12 daughters, but this guy right here too, is the reason why you and this kingdom are alive today. So you're going to let them get married or I'm going to marry them myself. So yeah, I actually really love Derek. So yeah, just if you don't like Derek, it's because you're jealous. 
That's it. That's the only excuse that you have for not liking Derek. He is one of the greatest men in the Barbie universe, probably in the in the world. If he was a real man, all of the girls would be behind him. Honestly, he would make a line. He would. He would. And no, you know what? He wouldn't even let the girls make a line because he doesn't do that. He is not a man that makes girls put themselves in the line. He would take his time to get to know each and every single one of them, whether it took him years, centuries, whatever. He would do it. Why? Because he's a gentleman and he knows his manners. Yes. Amen. That's Derek right there. Thank you, wonderful listeners, for joining me in this episode of Girlhood Chronicles. I hope this journey into Barbie and the 12 Dancing Princesses has been as enjoyable for you as it has been for me. Until next time, stay empowered, stay inspired, and keep thriving on your own incredible journey. Girlhood Chronicles, signing off.